0: From Vermont Digger, I'm Mike Doherty. This is The Deeper Dig. This week, Senator Patrick Leahy says he's never seen anything like the crisis the country is facing due to the coronavirus outbreak. But he's worried that the latest federal relief effort could put the most benefits in the wrong hands. Good morning, everyone. Friday morning in Montpelier, Governor Phil Scott held his sixth press conference in the past eight days to provide updates on the state's response to the coronavirus outbreak. I understand how tough things are right now and will continue to be. But what's really important is to focus on and complete our first mission, to work together as one community to slow the spread of COVID-19 Scott talked about how two Vermonters have already died from COVID-19 and reiterated that the best way to slow the spread of the virus and keep our hospitals from getting overwhelmed is to stay home and practice social distancing whenever possible. The consequences are serious, but the response is literally in our hands. That's why in just the past week, we've seen the Scott administration order schools to close their doors. Bars and restaurants are restricted to takeout or delivery service. And gatherings of more than 50 people are prohibited across the state. But the trade-off is a major economic risk. People are out of work and businesses are out of customers. And while the administration has rolled out some initiatives aimed at providing relief, there's a growing sense that a response to the economic impact of this crisis needs to happen at the federal level.
1: Thank you very much everyone, thank you.
0: This week, the Trump administration has been working with Senate Republicans on a stimulus proposal, a bill that would allow the Treasury to send checks to every American taxpayer in the hopes of boosting the economy during the downturn. We're looking at sending checks to Americans immediately. And what we've heard from hardworking Americans, many companies have now shut down, whether it's bars or restaurants. Americans need cash now, and the president wants to get cash now. And I mean now, in the next two weeks. The stimulus would be the third major federal relief effort. It would follow an $8 billion appropriations bill passed last week, and a second bill called the Families First Coronavirus Response Act, which includes paid sick leave and unemployment enhancements. Those first two bills had broad bipartisan support, but so far the stimulus proposal doesn't. Democrats are concerned it could bail out huge corporations at the expense of everyday taxpayers. The New York Times reports the bill is a magnet for lobbyists. Vermont senior Senator Patrick Leahy has been in Washington for these negotiations. We caught up with him on Thursday afternoon to hear more. What are the logistics of things in the Capitol? What are you seeing on the ground there? Well,
1: it's been interesting. You know, we had the first uh, piece of legislation when, you recall, the president said, well, we should have $2 billion, take a billion of it out of a heap and elsewhere. And we said that doesn't even work and we made um eight billion appropriations, which made a lot of sense. And got that through, but that took a lot of negotiation. We did it over the weekends and all we we stayed right through and just negotiated all and that's why it passed overwhelmingly.
0: You're referring to the bill that this is the one that includes paid sick leave, uh enhancement to unemployment, nutrition programs, yep. that sort of thing.
1: Yeah. But now now we got this this big one coming in that's where that's where the big fight's going to be,
0: and this is over the kind of the potential stimulus, this idea of sending yep. money directly to American families direct the, assistance.
1: the uh, trillion dollars and so on. I've been concerned that whereas the last last major one that we did, and of course was we able to keep in the uh small state minimum, which was absolutely central to us in Vermont we we do better under that than any state in the Union
0: can you can you describe what that is? What does that mean
1: well it up to uh, a certain number there's a certain amount that has to go to every state under several million people. We know we're going to have a big amount to go to California to, to, but so we put in an amount that on paper at least it make appears to state like Vermont gets a lot more per capita than uh the next next few states, but we also need it. I keep that in uh been getting feedback from Vermont about we need this and we need that. Most of it I've been able to keep in just by being at the table. But now we are coming to the much, much greater one. Um, the president, who was unfortunately far too slow reacting to what's happening, is now realizing we we have to do something. We, we passed yes, uh, yesterday. We've passed uh, paid sick leave, uh, 12 weeks of those who qualify for leave, and so on. But now we have to figure out where we go Where we go from here. And I think that everything else we've done in a bipartisan way, and that's why it's gone through quickly. My concern, and I've expressed this to Senator McConnell and others, don't just say we're going to put in a Republican consensus proposal before you even talk to uh, Democrats. That's just going to waste time.
0: I'm curious what what issues you have with that proposal, or or you and your Democratic colleagues. What are the sticking points in the uh, proposal that McConnell and others have put forward?
1: Well, we haven't really seen it. We hmm. haven't seen the details. We've seen broad outlines that we got to help people and and uh, uh, people out of work and so on. Everybody's going to agree on that. But there's a lot of difference between saying we're going to bail out the, the big cruise line liners, most of which are not even registered in the United States. Hmm. I'm a lot more concerned about the people who work for them, the people who cook on them, clean on them, those who handle dockside and so on. I'm more concerned that they're getting paid. And I know the airlines say, well, we've got to get bailed out. Well, the airlines, when they, uh, you recall, when gas prices went up, they had to put a surcharge on it, but gas prices dropped considerably. I don't recall that surcharge ever coming off. Hmm. And I'm not too concerned with them, but what I am concerned with are the people who unload the baggage, who do the uh, work, who get paid by the hour. So what I want to make sure is that, the Republican plan is not just a huge corporate bailout, uh, especially those corporations that spent so much of their money in stock buyback, so it benefits just a few. Right. I, I'm more concerned about the people who work for them.
0: Do you agree with this, this concept of just sending checks to each American household? Do you think that's the right approach?
1: Well, I I want to see what they mean by it. I've heard about five different versions from the White House. Will be if you're above a, or below a certain income, you're this. It may be a it may be a worthwhile stimulus, but it's a short time one. I think mm. we need some systemic things. We need we need things for uh, paid sick leave, and we need uh, an an ability for child care and all these things. Look at people with suddenly, oh, uh, we're, we're closing the schools tomorrow. You got both parents working. Now they've got a 7-year-old, 8-year-old, 6-year-old around the house. They can't leave them alone. What do they do? And uh, who gives up a job to go home and do it? May not have a job when they come back. So I, I, I am less concerned with a few multi-billion dollar corporations. They're going to be able to make it anyway. It may hurt uh, some stockholders. I feel sorry for them. But I'm more concerned about what you and I would consider the average Vermonter.
0: We'll be right back. Just a quick message from our underwriters Casello Waste Systems provides waste and recycling services for homes, businesses, and organizations throughout Vermont and the Northeast. With a focus on recycling sustainability and environmental protection, Casella ensures that proper collection, renewal, and disposal of discarded materials keep our communities clean while extending the value of your unwanted items. Fun fact, last year Casella recovered over 2.4 billion pounds of recyclables. To learn more, visit casella.com or call 1-800-CASElla. What do you see happening next? Like, what do you think the timeline of negotiating this package is going to be? And what do you expect to see uh, in in terms of debate over it?
1: We'll we'll have a, um, in just a few minutes, we're going to be having a caucus of the Democratic senators, and we'll do it by by phone, because there won't be votes today. Mm. And what we're going to do is say, look, we successfully got that last package through, because we work together, Republicans and Democrats, and it passed overwhelmingly. Senator Shelby and I, he's chairman and I'm vice chairman mm-hmm. of the appropriations. We've told both McConnell and Schumer to be a package of this would be money. Why don't you let us work out a plan with our counterparts in the House if we do at least that part of the bill, uh, will probably get near-unanimous support. Uh, this is not a time to have a partisan package. I don't care whether it's a Democratic package or a Republican package. We need an American package. And uh, the White House, which has made so many mistakes getting this far, finally starting to get their act together, uh, I don't want them to suddenly think, oh, here's a time to get some real... Good gifts to some of our, our corporate sponsors. Hmm. I just think, I just think we have to be realistic.
0: What do you mean?
1: Well, I'm terrified they're not going to be realistic. They're going to say, um, "This is the same administration." They say we can we can do everything for a couple billion dollars. We'll take a lot of that out of uh, Ebola research, and we'll take uh, some of that out of low income heating. So we uh, we we changed that with Republicans and Democrats coming together.
0: That was the appropriations package.
1: Yeah. Made, right. made the $8, eight billion plus, which at first the White House said, well, we can't accept that. And then as more stuff came in, the president jumped in and said, boy, look at this $8 billion package I put together. Isn't this wonderful? <laughs> Signing it, wearing a uh, campaign hat. Well, I mean he can take he can say he's a wartime president, he can do all these things. That's fine. Let them do all the sim- symbolism. They can do the rhetoric, uh and the White House is doing a lot of rhetoric. I want reality. And I don't want us to waste a week or more saying, Well, we have a Republican plan, we have a Democratic plan neither one of which will go through. Uh we're gonna have to have one where we can work together. I want it to be something that's going to help, uh, for example, unemployment insurance. We have thousands of Vermonters who are losing their jobs or hours because of the crisis. We need paid sick leave. What do we do for nutrition programs and senior meals? How do we have testing that's affordable and available? Our hospitals are going to be they're not already overwhelmed, they're going to be overwhelmed. What do you do if you're an island pond? Uh it's not, not Burlington. We need uh money for child care, homeless assistance, rental and mortgage assistance, nursing home care, SNAP funding. These are these affect real people.
0: And I, I'm curious, too, given the time that you've been in the Senate, I mean, you've been in office for a number of national emergencies, whether it's wars or weather events. And I, I'm curious if you could put some perspective on this. How does this crisis compare to ones that you've seen before?
1: Well, that's that's a good question. I you know, I think of, of 9-11, um, I think at the end of the Vietnam War when I became the only Vermonter ever to vote against the war. In 9-11, we had to all come together and dead. Then the horrible mistake was made to go to war in Iraq. But on a personal level, uh, during the anthrax attack, uh, I was one of the five who got the anthrax letter. The one addressed to me was so deadly, uh, the one I was supposed to receive, that one person who touched it, handle it in the mailroom, died. You know, that kind of focuses your attention. But I also saw the whole Congress being stymied for a while. One of the buildings closed down, Uh, other senators, Republicans and Democrats, using my office as a place to meet. But I don't think I've seen anything like this.
0: What is it about this that, that makes it so different? would you say?
1: Because because we don't know how it turns out. Uh, and we don't know how much more there's going to be. And we don't know how we protect against it in the future. We know things we can try. We have to develop a, a vaccine the same way we do with the flu. We will develop a, a vaccine, but it's going to take a while. Not going to be done next week. Is there a coronavirus number two coming behind it? We don't know. We have to take steps to get um, breathing machines into the hospitals. Mm -hmm. We don't have enough respirators. Look what they're doing in, in at least one country. They're saying, okay, you're above a certain age and you have it. We can treat three people here. We have four who are sick, who's above the age, and bless you, we'll give you the last rights. I mean, right. that's not America, and I don't want us turned that way.
0: And and so you you're saying the 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 uncertainty of of what happens next with this is is what really makes it a different yes. kind of crisis.
1: Yeah, we've had, for example, we've had uh, bad flu seasons. We've got through them, we've upped the doses, we've uh, changed the, uh, the vaccine, but we've got through them. We've had natural disasters, earthquakes, floods. We got through them because we have everything in place to respond to it. For the most part, as a nation, we know we'll respond. Here, as a nation, we want to respond Please tell me the best way to do it. See, that's the problem we have. I think the majority of Republicans and Democrats in the Congress want to respond, are willing to vote for anything, and will respond. Would you please tell us what's the best response? You know, you, you have an earthquake. What's the best response? Well, they put in this, 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 and this. They're on their way. We have a virus. We don't know how it's going to develop, how far it's going to develop. What's our best response? And that's why I'm urging, and did yesterday, other centers. set aside your party labels, listen to the, listen to real people like Anthony Fauci and others. But then you come to the problem, of course, define how far we go and what and what is best. Everybody's willing to do it. But I'm not about to say, let's have a couple of special interests, get a nice payout, and the rest of you. Uh, hope you make it.
0: Well, thanks again for all your time, Senator. I, I really appreciate it, and good luck with, uh, with everything going forward. Take care. All right. Thanks, Senator.
1: Bye.
0: At VT Digger, we've launched a special site with all our coronavirus coverage at vtdigger.org slash coronavirus. It includes a tracker with the latest number of patients that have been tested or found positive that updates live using state health department data. It also links to the latest resources and recommendations from state and federal health authorities, plus all of our recent full stories and a live blog of other quick updates related to the outbreak. You're listening to The Deeper Dig, a weekly podcast from the VT Digger Newsroom. Search for it and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, and you'll get new episodes as soon as they land. We used music this week by Blue Dot Sessions. We'll be back next week with more stories from the Digger newsroom. Have a nice weekend.